a problem here. And it's more than just Alvin streaming Punisher. When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got your friends who you won't forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Nothing non-stop, case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us. Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza. Bougie ain't an option, it's the wage. Take it to the grave, add boob into the place. You already know when they take the case. Laugh the pain away, it's affirmative murder. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am uh, boiling with rage and I am also Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell man, gonna post on What up? I, I'm, I'm signaling to you that I can hear it. Oh, you can hear it? Yes. Okay, I have no idea. Oh, so you can hear like... it. I can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. Okay, well, we'll see how that if that can <laughs> affect us positively later. Uh, I, there's something wrong with my Wi-Fi. I will, don't feel like going into it. It's really pissing me off. Fran, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm not as upset as you are because my internet is working. Yeah, this must but be nice. You seem to have, you seem to have the internet issues all, all, all the time on your end. But other than that, I'm doing well. Uh, work is picking up. Um should we still get back into what we was getting? Sure, let's just let's, let's like let's just keep it rolling, keep bro. It Fran, okay. how's work going? <laughs> work is, is is picking up. Um, I did want to speak on uh that the uh, package the package volume is is picking up. But we got like two two and a half three weeks. Uh huh. Until the big day, Christmas, and uh-huh. yeah, until the big day, and and Timu has like blown up tremendously. And that's mostly all that we deliver at this point is Timu and Amazon. I mean, that is, that is it. Those are the two juggernauts for sure. I think Timu might be a scam, but I can't prove it. I just don't yeah. know anywhere where you can get a uh, Richard Milley watch, baby clothes, and yeah. uh, Legos. It's, there's nothing you can't get on Timu. Yeah, it's not, and it's not just like a younger audience. I mean, like it's older people that go in there and buy stuff. I mean, like. It's it's having I think it's having the run similar to Wish, but I think it yeah. might have, I think it might top Wish at this point because Wish was huge too. But I think the the stuff that they have the maybe the range quality, maybe yeah the range and I would say the quality is only slightly better in my experience. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is better, and also Timu's whole system is set up like a, a game. Like if you yeah. order yeah. now, so you can get Timu bucks and all these crazy yeah. systems, Honestly, slot machines. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's insanity. So Timu is uh, on a real tear, setting up for global domination and probably the end of the world. Because I can imagine that anything that's <laughs> that cheap, we just haven't figured the catch out yet. Yeah, there's some kind of catch. I don't know what it is, but there's some kind of catch. Yeah, yeah, um, and, it's, yeah. And, and shipping is like two weeks. <laughs> you gotta like yeah order stuff like a month ago. Like I mean, I ordered some stuff from there, and like I ordered like four things. And I was like, damn, this is cheap, mm-hmm. and like. I maybe only have one thing still out of the four things that I, I bought. Oh, I, I like this shit is. I, like, my, I don't need. <laughs> my Timu love has fallen, but when I was ordering from Timu, I would order it, and it would take so long to come that I would forget. So it was almost like yeah. a like special gifts that I would get. Like it would. Oh, no, no way, bro. Can you hear me? I can still hear you, bro. Don't even go back. <sighs> I can still hear you. Oh my god, I'm gonna punch this computer in the face. It, you know this 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 is this is fu- this is funny. This is good. This, this actually is a perfect segue. It's almost like the the universe is teeing me up to talk about this movie. Um, I mean, like you're singing, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and snap this. You're gonna do what? I might, 
I'm gonna snap this picture because it's like you're singing, it's like you in like full high note hitting notes, like singing right now. Yeah, you look the like nothing because your your screen has gone black <laughs> on my screen. I hate oh, okay. Comcast Xfinity with a passion. Don't ever ask to be a sponsor on this podcast ever in your life. I wish you would call me and, and talk to me about sponsorship opportunities. Anyway, um, okay, you're back. You're back on my end. But go ahead. Cool. Leave the world behind. The okay, Netflix, the Netflix movie, the the newest installment in movies that I like to categorize as was it good or were you just confused the whole time? Um, this joins the ranks of uh, the Happening, the Crazies, any M Night Shyamalan movie, really any of them, and pick, take your pick, and it's one of those. Do you have any uh, Bird Box? Do you know what I'm talking about, friend? These movies where you go something, what the hell is going on? The world is yeah. ended, but we don't, yeah, yeah. we can't really it, it, figure. It, 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 it has the like I feel like all of them have the same premise in a way. Uh-huh. Where it's like the world is coming to an end, but it's like kind of distracting you with something but else. But why? That, but but that, why that. is it? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like I I'm guess yeah, I'm guessing it's like they're gonna put this in the back of your head so you're like constantly thinking about it the whole movie. I haven't seen the movie, but I did look at a quick synopsis of the movie on YouTube. So I got an idea of what the movie is about and the similarities between that movie and other movies. And I'm like Okay, and then it, it was getting a lot of it was a lot of stuff going on, on social media where it was like they hate people hated it. So I would love to hear your thoughts on it because I know you're much of a, a movie savant. So yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I don't want to approach it from some kind of a movie savant angle because I don't want to be pretentious about it. The movie was entertaining. There were really good okay. things about the movie. Mahershala Ali is in it. Julia Roberts is in it. I know you don't know who that is, but she is a really big deal. I do know uh, who that is. Okay. Anyway, you know, Julia Roberts. <laughs> Julia Roberts is in it. Ethan Hawke is in Doctor it. Doctor Strange is in it. No, he's not. That's not Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, it's that's Benedict Cumberbatch. Is uh, that's <laughs> Ethan Hawke? <laughs> they got the they got the, they got the same like hairstyle. They have like the same weaselly white guy, handsome, yeah, but but, like a, but also kind of look like they the might be homeless. Person? No, that's Ethan Hawke. Um, okay. And um, I know Footloose, K- K- Footloose is in it. it. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's in it. And the movie's the movie has really good moments. Here's okay. my issue with the movie, Fran. The movie posits too many different things. At like the are the animals? Is it aliens? Uh, is there some kind of sickness going around? Mm-hmm. And there's all these things happening. And then when you finally get the idea of what it could be you don't even know that for sure so the whole thing is kind of like about trusting people and coming together in the moment of um uncertainty and being able to trust your neighbors and the people around you and how we as a people are not equipped for that kind of situation because we're all anti and, and skeptical and cynical and nobody trusts anybody my issue with the movie is it takes so long to get to that point and it shows you so many different it tries to throw you off so much that by the time they tell you what the thing is, you're like, but that's not enough. So it's a slow buildup. It's a slow buildup. And then there's all these things that are happening that when they finally tell you what it is, and even when they tell you what it is, it's not for sure okay. that you're like, well, if this is what it is, but what, then why did they show me this? And what about this dude's teeth falling out? There's a moment where this dude's teeth falls out. Like after he, after a day, you're like all of his teeth fall out and you go, so is it like a biological warfare? And then that's not it, according to how the movie tells you. So I guess the, okay. the point is that you don't really know what's happening, but the, but the important thing is to come together, and we don't do that. The movie doesn't do that. Okay. And that's, the, that's kind of the point. Like The point is something bad's happening. We don't know what's going on, but we got to trust each other as a, a nation, and the nation doesn't do that. 
And I think that's the main point. So what's happening doesn't really matter. But my, but my issue is then just tell me what's happening in the beginning. If you want, let us as the audience know what's going on so that we can now focus on all the subtle racism and the not trusting people elements that are happening in the movie. Cause in the movie, that stuff's landing of not trusting, but at this, but you're more focused on like, why are these deer coming? And what's up with this? And is this aliens? Why do they keep showing us the satellites in the sky? You and why is this noise? There's a noise that's happening in the movie. This like high frequency pitch, and you're like, so what's that mean? So you kind of lose sight of they're just they just want you to focus on the interpersonal relationships of the movie. I thought the movie was fine. See this this movie is a real issue for me because this movie is uh, Illuminati conspiracy theory entry level stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's people that are watching this and be like, see, they're always trying to put the breadcrumbs right in front of you, and you won't even. People won't, people are sleeping on the movie. They didn't see the messages. It's like, these are not messages, bro. These are, this movie's right in your face. This is not an allegory for the, uh, the dark hands of the world. It's, this movie's right in your face. But people who, people who like, like you, you didn't, you didn't go down the YouTube conspiracy rabbit hole in 2011. So you might watch this and go, oh, I see. They're trying to tell us something. They want us to, they want us to wake up. No, this is just a movie. People will also will look at this and be like, it was produced by the Obamas. Oh, ooh, the, what's going on? How, what is the meaning of this? How did the, what did the Obamas not want us to know? I, I think it's just a coincidence, bro. I don't think that it's important to look into that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama produced the movie. But the movie is interesting. I just think that there were some parts of it that I didn't think landed very well and that was my issue but there were some really good parts about it um who was the who was the writer and who, who wrote the movie who was the the book the movie's a book it's a book okay i also had a lot of people the book you should read the book people i listen i don't i want to be respectful when i say this because there are listeners those people i don't they get on my nerves because it's every movie any movie that comes out they're like well you know if you like the movie you got to read the book and i'm like i'm not gonna read a thousand page book when this movie that is 90 minutes long is yeah, right here. Nice. But they're like, yeah. yeah, but they don't even flush out the characters. And I mean, Let me tell anybody this, and this might be more of an indictment on me. There is not a book on this planet that can flush out a character better than me seeing it with my own eyes. My imagination and my, per- and my brain is not that good. So if this is not the character that they describe in the book, me reading the book is not going to make me see the character better because I can't, I don't, my brain doesn't work that way. I got to see them. This yeah. movie definitely falls into the category of you're doing a little too much. You're trying to be too mysterious and not letting right. us see what's going on. And now right. it's been 40 minutes and I don't really know what's going on. And the other thing about this movie is it's very stylish, which okay. when you're confused and the, and the director's like, now we're going to do an aerial shot and spin the camera around in circles right now. Yeah. And so now I'm confused and you're trying to do a little slick 360 and one alley-oop dunks behind the back passes with the camera. Yeah, I'm like, it was like, all right, man, listen, I don't even know what's going on in the in the storyline of the show of the movie, so you don't need to be trying to do the Penny Hardaway dribbles with the camera as well. Like you, like we gonna make this whole room uh, emerald green, and then the, and then do a close up on the pen, and the pen is brown, and the the contract. And we don't need to do that. We, you need to focus on telling me what the hell is going on, right? This movie's giving me vertigo because the camera's doing all this crazy stuff. My, it's making my head hurt. <laughs> I got to drink apple juice in the middle of watching the movie because I'm getting queasy. And I don't know what's going on, so I'm confused. And now I'm dizzy and scared. But, I mean, what's the more important part of the ending, though? I know I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to be spoilers <laughs> nothing like that. But 
So the ending, so the so the ending again, right in your face to me. The movie, the, the, there's a girl in the movie, a little girl who I was gonna. That's it brought all around to me because her iPad doesn't work for the whole movie, and she's been watching Friends. She's like nine years old, but she just found out about Friends. So oh, yeah, she's watching. Yeah. She she's watching Friends, and then the iPad stops working. And the whole time, like I said, man, it's all these crazy noises happening. The deer are coming out of the woods. Her brother's teeth starts falling out of his mouth. She's like, "Well, when is the internet going to come back on?" I mean, it's crazy shit going on. The windows are breaking. Like it's crazy shit going on. She's like, "I need to watch the last episode of Friends, though." Yeah. So the movie ends. The little girl finds this bunker in a house. The deer leader to the house, which I don't even get into the deer, but the deer leader to the house. She goes down into the basement. It's this presidential bunker with uh, its own independent power source, and they don't have Wi-Fi because they got everything on DVD. Mm-hmm. She finds the DVD collection of Friends, finds the last season of Friends, pops in the last CD, and she and happens go, to find the last season. She happened. They happened. They have every DVD that has ever existed, and they had the episode of Friends that she couldn't oh, stream because okay. okay. they had the All DVD right. collection. I was so about she, to say, she, they just happen to have no, not a DVD with just DVD. that one episode. Of, no, no, I mean like they have like a couple of like ten DVDs, but they just happen no, to no, have they have like the remember when DVD? Yeah, you remember when you had okay, like a DVD wall in your house? Like every yeah, yeah, okay. it was one of those. Right. They had one of those. Okay. They had a million DVDs. Been Blue Streak, Big Mama's House. They had every DVD, yeah. and they also had all the Friends collection. So she pops in the last episode of Friends, and. Again, keep in mind, all this stuff is happening. We, we find out there's, like, war. The, the country has collapsed. And the last 10 seconds of this movie is this girl popping in the DVD, clicking on the DVD extra screen, clicks to the last episode of Friends, and then you get, now no one told you life was going to be this way. And then the movie fades to black. Uh, wow. That's yeah. it? That's it. Wow. Now, I, now, again, I say that it's right in your face because, to me, that means she's watching Friends, the people in the movie at first weren't friends, but then they become friends as they have to go through this ordeal together. And it's like, oh, they, we became friends. Stop. So I think them picking friends was like this. They thought it was this clever little thing because it's, it is about being, it is about being friends and being neighbors and, and looking out for each other. And in the face of this horrible situation, if we were to do that, we would be fine. But when you're just watching a movie for the first time and you're, you've been confused and then you don't really like how, Things were going that much, but you find you still have the things that you're like, okay, if this plane lands, I can walk away from this movie and go, it was cool, I liked it, and then that's how it ends. So I was pissed off because I was like, there was some stuff that I liked about this movie, and if the movie would have ended in a way that felt I felt satisfied, I would have been like, you know what, it was cool, I give it a solid seven and a half, eight, maybe a seven, maybe a seven, seven and a half. But when the last scene is a little girl watching Friends, I'm like, fuck this movie, I'll never watch this okay. movie again. Okay, uh, I got a request. If anybody has read the book, send in a quick synopsis of the book, Tales from Your Hood, because I, I want to... Yeah, wanna how do things go in the book? Thing. Yeah, how do things go in the book? Maybe it's better in the book. How, I would love to know. Make it quick, concise. What happened in the book? Is, is it is the same, similar? What's the difference? Let me tell you something about book people, friend. It ain't going to be quick, and it ain't going to be concise. <laughs> right. I'm like, and then you figure get to it chapter out. 15. Put it in. <laughs> hey, use Chad GPT. They'll put it in there and they'll they'll do it for you. Just put it in some quick notes and let them do it. Maybe they maybe he'll Chad GPT can help you out with the book. Maybe they know the book. I don't know. But yeah, tell Jack, Chad GPT to, to summarize. Yeah. I would love to know what happens in the book. Because I, I, I would hope the ending, when people go, you should read the book, I'm guessing I always assume that the book was better than the movie. I assume the book ending is ten times better than the movie. I would hope so. I would so. hope so. Yeah. You know something? I'll never find out. So unless somebody comes and brings the synopsis, I'm not going to watch the read the book of the movie I just watched and didn't really like that much. Yeah. But anyway, listen, folks, um, 
January 15, 2024, Fran and I are going on our first, we're not going anywhere. Oh, I got the wrong sound effects up. Man, it is a great day for uh, technical difficulties today. Fran and I are doing our first live show. Yeah, yeah Fran, and I, Fran and I are doing our first live show. Tickets are going at a great pace. I would say get them soonish. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and say they're going to be sold out before you know it. They good, might, though. there's a good chance they'll be sold out before the date, though. Like, they're moving at a good pace, so you still have time. I know it's Christmas time. People are spending money on gifts for people. I'm not trying to, you know, don't, I'm not trying to put you in a jam, but if you would like to come and you're waiting for the good time, and go, go at a good pace, but also keep in mind the tickets are going pretty steadily, and I think they will be sold out before the show. So I just want to give people that heads up. I'm not going to sit here and like, they're going fast. They're selling like hotcakes. The tickets are selling good. I'm very happy with, I'm very happy with the way that they're selling, but I want to let people know if you sleep, you might miss a you might miss a slot. So I'm just telling people, have a sense of urgency in a sense. If you're waiting until after Christmas, I would say wait till the day after Christmas or the the check after Christmas. Get the tickets because don't don't miss out. It's gonna be a fun time, Fran. How are you feeling as we get closer and closer to the date? What's what's happening? What, what is what is the feeling of Fran right now? Oh, the feeling of Fran, um, anxiousness, anxiety. Yeah, that I'm excited though. Good, good. I'm glad. That's that's how I wanted to be. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to be sweaty pit, but in a good way. Yeah. Shout out to Matt. Yeah. Shout out to Madison McGee, who's going to be our co-host for the evening from the amazing Ice Cold Case. You may remember she came on a podcast episode that we did recently, and 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 kind of talked us through what it's like uh, trying to solve a murder on your own. She's like the real life only murders in the building, but yeah. it's her dad. So really captivating story that Madison has. I'm really looking forward to her coming into our town and being, and being on a show with us and us doing a great uh, uh, fun night with our fans and, and oh, I can't really use that word, our listeners and, and, and having a good time bringing in the new year. So I'm really looking forward to that. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break while I punch my laptop for a couple seconds and then recompose myself and get back into the fucked up shit. So stick around. Thank you very much. All right, and we are back. Fran, would you like to, I don't know how far you got into research before I called you and hit you with Audible. Right. <laughs> like I just, I got what I can get. I think I got most of the story and I got my thoughts on um, some things, but I got, I, I got the whole story. I got the whole story, but it was, okay. a, I did had to like, you know, trying to rush it a little bit because I, I thought we was doing something else. And like you said, you hit me, we kind of pivoted. So, but the thing, you know what the funny thing was? After you called me, you know, I get on Twitter and it pops up on my time. I haven't seen, I haven't heard anything about this story. I haven't seen anything. Then you call me Same. and I get on Twitter and it pops up on my time. I went like, I went, wow. They did. They listening to us, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're never alone. Big brothers I everywhere. Write, I might write me a might start uh, write me a movie. Is what's going on? Yeah, you need. Yeah, you need to write you a, your own. Leave the world behind. Yeah. Uh, but I would say same. Like in the last twenty four to thirty six hours, this story has come up on my on my feed a lot on TikTok and Twitter and everything. And I was so it gave me so many parallels to things that we've seen already just in the last 10 years, just in, in mm-hmm. society and the way that the world is. And, and also kind of talking about leave the world behind and friends and society and trusting people and not trusting people. It all kind of, everything has kind of, is kind of synergistic this episode. So we're, first off, we're going to break down what vigilantism is mm-hmm. before we even talk about what our story is. We're going to break down what vigilantism is. So uh, Fran, some people might have the question of like, what is a vigilante? Right. And a vigilante is a self-appointed doer of justice, particularly when the processes of law are viewed as inadequate. Their activities often involve tracking down and confronting suspected offenders. 
A few key elements that motivate vigilantes, and I will be using comic book and movie characters to drive my point home because I'm seven years old. So please be ready, friend. Some of these you probably will know. Some of them, I think you'll know all of them. And I think I'm pretty sure you've seen any movie that I've said. I'm going to say that pretty confidently because these are good movies. And I know that they're like universally good movies. So um, one uh, motivation for a vigilante can be injustice and desire for revenge. This is perfectly depicted in the Gerard Butler movie, law-abiding citizen. Gerard Butler's family is killed very brutally by two people in the movie at the beginning. Um, They go to court. They go to trial. Um, The prosecutor takes a plea from the defense to give them like 15 years in prison. Mm -hmm. When Gerard Butler is is like, they killed my family. They they should get the death penalty or at least the rest of the life in prison. And Jamie Foxx, who's the prosecutor in the movie, goes, hey man, listen, we could go to trial and we could lose. So they got justice. They're going to prison. That's enough. And Gerard Butler's like, if you would have gone and fought for my family, I would have been okay with any of the outcome. But the fact that you just took a plea, you didn't even go to court. I'm taking this shit into my own hands. He almost burns the whole city down. He kills the judge. He was talking about killing the president. This dude was like, I'm the whole justice system is screwed. So I'm taking the whole thing down. Yeah. Now he went a little too far. But it, so, I, like Law Abiding Citizen is one of those movies where you're like, when you're like 30 minutes in, you're like, right on, man. And then when yeah. he's like, I'm going to kill the governor, you're like, whoa, um, okay, well, that, whoa, all right, whoa, you're like, you're a, like a villain now. At some point, he loses the plot in the movie. And then you're, you go, yeah, they got it. They got to end this dude. He's going, he's off the rails. So sometimes vigilantes can go too far. We talked about that movie. I haven't seen it, but I know we talked about it a couple You haven't times. seen Law Abiding Citizen? No, I've never seen it. Highly recommend. Fran, I promise you, you would I, love. You told me this before. <laughs> you told me this Friend, before. Friend, I don't know where to watch it. Love, I gotta look it up. You would love Law Abiding Citizen. I promise. There's not many things I can promise you about movies. Sometimes I'm like, I'm, I read it wrong. I thought Fran was going to like this one. I promise you, if you watch this movie, it will be one of your favorite movies of all time. Okay. I, th- I just I think it's right up your alley. I think it's right up your alley. It will be one of you. I would, if you watch this movie one time, you'll be like, oh, I love that. You'll, Ten years later, you'll be like, oh, one of my favorite movies is Law Abiding Citizen. I would bet money. I would bet money on this. So any that, anyway, uh, injustice and, de- and desire for revenge can be one motive for a vigilante. Another motive can be empowerment. And to me, friend, this reason feels kind of villainous because it's about the vigilante gaining a sense of control and a psychological high from feeling like they're succeeding and making a difference where the law is failing. Mm. This is perfectly depicted, depicted to me in Robert De Niro's Taxi Driver. Seeing Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro's is Taxi Driver in New York, and he's just driving around New York. He's seeing people selling drugs and being sex workers and just robbing people. He's like, this world is so corrupt and disgusting, and I hate it. And nobody does anything to him. He just feels like, I'm going to change this shit. Nobody else has the balls to do what needs to be done. And this motherfucker buys a gun and is like, I'm going to start killing people that I think are bad. Mm. I'm going to start cleaning up the streets. And he goes out and he does that. Now, that is not... The only motive there is like self-righteousness. Like I feel like I'm better than these disgusting people and I'm going to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Some real life examples that we see of this, it's happening at an alarming rate. It's like starting to uptick, but people are out there killing homeless people. I remember a couple years ago, there was a guy that he was like a realtor and there was a homeless, there was like unhoused people living in front of the building and he like killed him. He like killed one of them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like the city's not doing anything about homelessness and they shouldn't. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to take care of this. 
Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to take care of this because this neighborhood deserves to be nice and pretty. And these people that I deem as not nice and pretty are here and I'm going to make them gone for the yeah. good of the community. Another motive can be risk taking behavior. I'm going to say this, Fran. I know I feel like we definitely saw this in the movie theater. Kick ass. Yeah. If I've you know, that. you know, if you don't know, go find out immediately. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to anybody who's listening who hasn't seen kick ass. Yeah. Kick-Ass is such a thrill ride, and everybody in the movie who is a vigilante in that movie, their only motive kind of, for the most part, seems to be, because this shit is fun. It's so violent. Yeah. Oh, it's so violent and crazy. I love yeah, Kick-Ass, yeah. man. I'm, I'm Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz in that movie, she's like seven years old, but she is like a knife expert, and her dad's Nicholas Kate. They go crazy. It's like crazy, but, but that's very, like, I'm doing this because I get a thrill out of fucking the violence and the, b- running into burning buildings, and like, that's the... The, the risk-taking aspect of being a vigilante. Now, here's one of the most popular... No crazy, though, but go ahead. I know Say it again? Like. I said, having no powers and doing that is wild. Oh, yeah, just being a dude in some clothes you made? Just some bullshit costume? Yeah, like Blank Man? <laughs> being Blank Man? Like, really being Blank Man in real life. You got on some pajamas, and uh, you took some latex gloves and put them on a boxing, <laughs> a boxing mitt. And like, Come yeah. on, man. You put a boxing mitt on a spring? Like, sir, I have a Desert Eagle. I'm going to rob this bank. You're like, what if I put pie all over the floor? I'm a vigilante. Yeah. You're going to slip on it. It's like, I'm going to shoot your face off of you. <laughs> so, you know, thrill seeking can go bad in a lot of ways. Now, one of the most popularly depicted uh, elements of being a vigilante, this one is right here, is psychological trauma. Vigi- this is when vigilantes will have experienced victimization and a sense of powerlessness in the past. And then that vigilante is often trying to use vengeance as a way of coping with their trauma. This is the arc of just about any superhero that you can think of. Most famously, I would say Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably the character that comes to mind when anybody thinks of what I'm talking about, psycho- psychological trauma. Batman is a millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, cafillionaire, um, yeah. who goes around spending all of his money and destroying his body when he should just call better help. You miss your parents. You feel like you didn't do enough to help them. And so yeah. now you're like breaking the backs of people who steal Chico sticks from the grocery store. It's, you're just going extreme. You're, just going, you're going a little too far. You need to go and talk to somebody about your issues. It's his own stuff that he's got going on, that he's yeah. taking out on the world. Right. He's going around beating people up. He's like, you killed my mom. It's like, dude, I'm stealing a bike. <laughs> Whatever you're doing as criminal, you got something to do with my parents being killed. <laughs> a criminal who stole a bike grew up to become a criminal, a, a criminal who killed my mom. You're like, yeah. you're broke my nose. He's saying all this while he's just beating the sh- <laughs> So anyway, I said all that to bring us around to the story of Hannah Payne. Fran and I alluded to it. It's been going viral. It's an absolutely insane story. And when I heard about it, I was like, Fran, listen, drop what we're talking about. We got to talk about this one because it brings up so many, so much imagery of things that have happened in our lifetimes. Where you're talking about Trayvon Martin. You're talking about Ahmaud Arbery. Like these are things that have happened recently where you people are taking the law into their own hands and people are dying for offenses that one are never really brought fully to fruition because they've been enacted upon by a a person who's just a, you're just a person and two being taken to the extreme. Let's say Trayvon Martin was going around and throwing eggs at people's houses or being a bad kid or whatever you want to call it. Then the police are supposed to come and arrest him and take him to his house and tell his parents that he's being bad and he's being truant or whatever. And then whatever you go to juvenile detention or whatever, he's not supposed to die. Let's say Ahmaud Arbery, again, was a, let's say he wasn't running and he was stealing hammers out of somebody's tool shed. So he should be dead? 
And the Hannah Payne story is another entry in these vigilante uh, taking the law into their own hands people. And I felt like it needed to be talked about because it's absolutely insane. Anyway, so at around 6 p.m. on May 7, 2019, 62-year-old Kenneth Herring was driving his Dodge pickup truck when he ran a red light and hit an 18-wheeler. Luckily, both parties survived, which is crazy. You hit a fucking 18-wheeler truck and you survive. Good on you, right? But his truck was pretty messed up, and so was the 18-wheeler. The drivers pulled over and were waiting for the police to arrive. The accident was witnessed by two other people who pulled over to help. Hannah Payne and an off-duty officer with the Georgia Department of Corrections named Terry Robinson. Now, Terry actually worked in the infirmary of the local Georgia prison that he was a correctional officer at, and his expertise informed him that Herring appeared to be disoriented. You know, he felt like, you know, accident aside, some, he's, not, he's not all here right now. Something's, yeah. something's off with him, right? Mm-hmm. It was later reported that Herring's eyes looked to be a reddish-orange color, and his family is out here publicly saying that um, they are pretty certain that he was in having a diabetic uh, emergency and was on the way to the hospital. Yeah. Obviously, we'll never know where he was headed to, but to get into an accident with an 18-wheeler and then... Still, the car is smoking. We'll get into all of it, but I'm just, I just want to paint the scene. The, this wasn't a deadly crash, but the car was messed up and it was smoking. You know, and whether you're not, if you don't have insurance or anything, it still feels kind of extreme in that situation to try to get away, right? Um, anyway, but again, that's not a, a, an offense that's punishable by death, mm-hmm. just to make that clear. Being a hit and run is not a, a, a death penalty offense. Right. I will continue. Hannah Payne and Terry Robinson stayed at the scene with both drivers for about 20 minutes waiting for the police to arrive when Herring returned to his vehicle and left the scene. Robinson allegedly encouraged Payne to follow Herring after he left the scene so that she could get his tag number. Now, I want to play a little clip right here. So for people uh, who might not have heard, I think this is a very important part of why this case went the way that it went. So in that clip, they play the police phone call from uh, Terry Robinson, right, Fran? Mm -hmm. And he's explaining that the driver just fled the scene and he's talking to somebody. He's talking to somebody else at the scene who is Hannah Payne. And in that in that clip, he's going, yeah, he's fleeing. Okay, good. Go. That is, that's Terry Robinson's, I think that that exchange is Hannah Payne saying, I'm going to go get in my car, I'm going to go follow him. And he goes, okay, good, go. And then he relays to the dispatcher, yeah, the person who was also at the scene, she just went to go follow him so she could get his tag number. In his mind, he, knew, he had no thoughts of anything beyond, like, I'm, she's just going to go trail him a bit so she can see his plate and write it down. Right? But, either, but you're not supposed to do that at all, though, right? You're not supposed to follow up. No, yeah, <laughs> you're not so even why, supposed. So it's even like why? Why would he give her to go ahead to do that? I feel like he should know not to do that as an officer. As an officer, because it could not be obviously it's not safe. 
And why? And in that case, why wouldn't he go? Why? Well, I mean, he's not the one that that trailed that trailed him. Right. There are some reports from again, it, her defense is her defense, but Hannah Payne uh, alleges that her and the truck driver were like, this guy's kind of trying to take over the scene. Like he's being very much. Uh, not aggressive, but being very much like, let's make a perimeter. All right, guys, what's the situation? Because he has some experience in law enforcement. Now that is, right. I would have, I would think that that qualifies him to kind of, he should be the lead of the scene. Right. But Hannah Payne is very much in her, while she's on the stand, she's very much painting it like me and the truck driver were like, what's up with this guy? We kind of know what's happening. Like it was an accident. Very, very much undermining him. Mm-hmm. But, but allegedly that's kind of, so I think maybe in his mind, he's like, I'm going to hold the scene down. My partner, who is the another witness, I'm gonna send her on that. That's a light job for her to do while I while I control the scene. Or maybe he's probably out there waving traffic. Yeah. Or maybe she's there's some jealousy involved, and I wouldn't be. I don't know if this came out, and you know it's the the kind of case is kind of closed right now. But if she has some type of history of wanting to be, or like there's some early training of like being an officer or something like that. And when he came and had that authority and kind of took over, where she got like maybe a little jealous because she wanted um, to do that. I think based what you just said, I think it's important to note that this is Hannah Payne, just to be clear, is just some person. She has no background in law enforcement. She is not a security guard. She was not a hall monitor. She does not rip tickets at the Cineplex. Like, she, you know, like, but her personality is very much that of a person who probably does long for some type of authority based right. on her actions that we'll get to. So right. I, I don't deny what you're saying, but I also just want to make it clear. It's not like Hannah Payne is a qualified person who has any experience in anything. But I mean, like if you train doesn't make you a qualified person. I'm just saying somebody who has that desire or always the desire, that desire which, to want to like to be an officer. I can't argue and, the desire part. But yeah. she didn't go to she. There's no uh, application field. I just want to make. I just want. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I just want to make it clear. Like this. This is not a person who has a history in law enforcement or any kind of authoritative. Yeah. She has I'm no just background. It would have yeah. been a surprise. I wouldn't have been surprised if that news came out. Was like, oh, she had history of you know being a you know a security guard or something. Mm-hmm. Where, this where, is a person like, who oh, she she longs okay. to be in charge. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 You know, it just is like her path, whatever, wherever office job she has, or I don't know where she works, but whatever she works, she's always, she's the person that's like, I'm on the party planning committee. Like, I think she's that kind of person. Yeah. I almost, I almost was dumb enough to say she's too young for me to think that she's racist, but that's just dumb to say. This girl could be racist as shit. I don't know. And, and like, she's 21 she's years. She was 21 young. years old at the time. Yeah. She I don't, was 21? Was, she was 21 years old at the time of this. He was a 62 year old man. <laughs> and she, she, and, and I'm going to get into what happened. But when you think about her being a 21 year old person, I understand like, Age doesn't matter, whatever, like there somebody was wrong, but the authority in which she did what she did when I get when we get to it is like I would never think to treat a person that was my elder this way. Yeah, regardless of what they did. By the way, she looked older than twenty one. Well, I she's twenty five now, if that helps you. Oh, she's twenty five now. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, she's yeah. twenty five now. She still looks oh, a little older than twenty. Yeah. She still doesn't look twenty five <laughs> either, but you know <laughs> I get the yeah. So ironically with however mad she was at what this guy, had, Kenneth Herring, had just done, Hannah caused all kinds of chaos, almost running drivers off the road, uh, riding over medians, and more in pursuit of Herring. All while she was on the phone with, with a police dispatcher who urged her not to follow Herring. Multiple times. Multiple four times. times. Her, four times. Her response to the dispatcher was, listen, I'm not going to not follow him because I think he's going to do um, another accident. So I'm doing dangerous need for speed fast and furious driving to try to catch him yeah 
Well, and I'm not listening to you. Yeah, and since we at this part of the story, I might as well go ahead and kind of. Uh, we all know we all know this term I'm about to use is very popular on social media. The videos, um, not to this extent most times, but we all know what a Karen is. And if anybody doesn't know what a Karen is, the slang term for you know the term Karen is for an obnoxious, angry, entitled, and often racist middle-aged white woman who uses her privilege to get her way or police other people's behavior. Yeah, she hit all the bingo card uh, slots on <laughs> this one. She's like all a she's them. like a colossal Karen. She's like a Megazord Karen. Yeah, yeah. Every bingo card on this one because there's crying, there's calling the police, there's being nosy, there's overstepping your boundaries. She yeah. makes a citizen's arrest. She hits every Karen uh, slot on the bingo card. Yeah, she wins. I'll, she wins I mean, Karen bingo. And I mean, since you're the citizen's arrest is legal in 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 Georgia but i mean you can't just you can't just no you can't like, you can't oh, axel foley beverly hills cop pull the car over then roll over the hood of the car and no this was insane it's not your job to go throw the spike strips down and on the highway and this is she oh man she went too far so anyway so yeah so and and also with um a citizen's arrest by it being legal like when a felony is committed, any private person acting upon a reasonable and probable ground of suspicion may apprehend a person suspected of the crime without a warrant. <laughs> Maybe you can hold him, hold his shirt. Maybe tell it's the police officers get their authorities or something. I don't know. But like running somebody down in a, in a Jeep Wrangler is crazy. It's way too far. <laughs> that was kind of that's kind of that's kind of what I was saying where I'm like, listen, yeah. she she this probably meets the qualifications for a citizen's arrest. Yeah. But if you can't arrest the citizen, you got you got to step back. Like if I go to wrestle you, like, hey man, you can't steal from this ice cream shop, and you go, man, get the fuck, up, and you throw me across the room, it's like, arrest failed. Right. If you tell the guy, hey man, take your keys out of the ignition, he goes, fuck you, bitch, which would be yeah. very mean. But like if he does that, it's like, well, I tried to citizens arrest him, and now he's moving in a four thousand pound car, and so it's up for the police to handle now. Is what you should say. Right. But also, it has, it has to be a, a felony has to be committed, though. A hit and run is not a felony. A hit, hit and run is not a felony. <laughs> That's the most, it's like, I hate that we have to qualify it, but it's important to note that right. Kenneth Herring, did, he did do something wrong. Right. But he should not be dead. No. Spoiler Absolutely alert. Not. That's where this is going. One motorist who was a witness in the trial, her name was Ashley Jackson, said that Payne was speeding and almost ran her off the road. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty says that the witness Hannah Payne was weaving in. <laughs> <laughs> so she says that the witness was weaving in and out of traffic and once she got further up the road Jackson says that she had seen that Payne's reckless driving had caused her to get into an accident. Wow. So this this car speeds by her cuz nobody knows about this accident. So everybody's just like, "Who the fuck is this pink and black Jeep ride, riding around crazy like this? That person's going to get into an accident." She rides past Ashley Jackson. When Ashley Jackson gets up the road, she goes, see, I knew it. That car was going to get into an accident. But, Fran, Hannah Payne, in fact, did not get into an accident. When Hannah caught up to Kenneth, to Kenneth Herring, she pulled her Jeep Wrangler in front of him on a road that was like, it was a merging lane. Mm -hmm. So he was supposed to be getting over, and she like just cut him off. And, and got out of, she gets out of the car after cutting him off, yelling all kind of obscenities at him. And, of course. Yeah, aggressive. I mean, she she's like pissed. She's like pissed off at him and throwing fists into the driver's side window. 
in what appeared to onlookers to be a physical altercation brought on by road rage. Because, again, nobody knows anything about an accident in an AT wheel. They just see a car, cut a person off, get out yelling, cursing, and starts per- swinging and reaching into their car. Yeah, like this is a whole different accident. Like this had nothing to do with something that happened prior to what's going on now. Exactly. So if you're a person who sees this, you're like, who the what the hell is this crazy lady doing? Right. It was like she was on a mission from like the president. Like the president sent her on a mission. Yeah. Like, you go, go, go. And she took it to the 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 top, uh, took it to a hundred and was like, oh no, this this, yeah. <laughs> this officer who has a badge gave me the, the direct order to do this. Oh no, I, I'm I can't go back now. In her mind, when Terry <laughs> Robinson went, okay, go. In her mind, it went completely different. He was standing there. The the yeah. the eighteen wheeler had blown up. Yeah, they all had. They all had. They both had soot on him. He's like, go. <laughs> she put the lamp, the little uh old like seventies police lamp, on top of her fucking hood of her. Uh, oh, uh, see, her truck. pop! And there's just one <laughs> yeah. red light swirling around, and she peeled wheels. <laughs> now I'm telling you, he just went, okay, yeah, go, go get the plate. He went, yeah, go get the plates, and she was like, I'm gonna go get him. This ends now. He's like, what? <laughs> Smoke and shit blowing up behind her and shit. No, nah, that's crazy. No, this shit went absolutely. No, nah, she went She went way too far. So like I said, uh, Hannah Payne then proceeds to pull out a gun and shoot Kenneth Herring, after which she allegedly said, now you need an ambulance. Now, mm. this part right here is very, is very important to me as well because what I think this was was a callback to the accident mm. because there was some confusion. If you listen to the 911 call, there was some confusion on the 911 call from um, Terry Robinson to the dispatcher where she was like, is, does anybody need an ambulance? And he, there was kind of this like, sir, are you okay? You could hear him talking and everything. And I feel like Hannah Payne was also there and they're both kind of asking him questions that he's not giving the answer to one. Cause he might've been in medical distress. But even if we take away medical distress, let's just say Kenneth, let's just let's just make him the real villain that she wants him to be, that um, Hannah Payne wants him to be. Let's say Kenneth Herring didn't have insurance. And Kenneth, it's very much possible that if Kenneth, if Kenneth Herring wasn't like incapacitated in some kind of way, mm-hmm. that he might have just been a he might have just been a little agitated at Hannah or Terry questioning him at the scene that he clearly wanted nothing to do with. And now you got people all in your face making it hot while you're contemplating doing the dash. Right. So, so, you know, how? listen, I, I got a friend. I'm not going to say his name less. Uh, I was in key. <laughs> I was, I was in, I was in Key West. I was in Key West and he knocked off somebody's side mirror on their car. Mm-hmm. Right. Was this a drunk and it was activity on a, or? Yeah, it was drunk activity. We were riding bikes because you can ride bikes in Key West. He knocks the mirror off the person's car. Nobody sees it. Another person that we were there with was like, well, we can't just leave. You knocked off their mirror. And Les was like. I don't give a fuck about man. If you and because and my and in my mind, I'm from Baltimore, so in my mind I'm like, dip. Right, you know, yeah. like that's the, <laughs> that's the fuck. when somebody right, run, but you this, run. But this person that we were, other person that we were with didn't want to leave, and so we had to stick around. The person came out, and now he's got to pay for somebody's mirror. Now was less wrong, yes, but I can fully under, understand somebody. Now you're mad because now you got to take responsibility for your actions when you were trying to leave. Yeah. So I'm saying what I, my point is that Kenneth Herring. I feel like she might have been like, do you need an ambulance? He's like, I don't need anything. Like, I just want to go. Like, everything's fine. Now this shit happens. She shoots him. And I think, I think the tone of that, now you need an ambulance, was like, now you need an ambulance. Right. Now I know for, hey, now I know for sure you need an ambulance. You might not need an ambulance when you hit that person illegally, but you need one now. That's what I feel like the tone of that was. Right. And that's evil. Yeah, that's some anger in that. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Payne and her defense alleged that Herring 
revved his engine and attempted to run Payne over, which is the reason that she had to shoot him. Sure. Uh, There are multiple eyewitnesses at the scene that say she got out of the car with her gun already visible. Yeah. His car had not hit her car before she ran over and started um, hitting him in the face. And she was in the window, not in front of the car. So he wouldn't have run her over. If she would have stopped reaching his car, he just would have drove away. Yeah. She was not in front of the car. She had a gun. There was no, there was no threat. She was scared of. She had the gun. So that, that protect, that gives you that, that, that feeling of protection where you like that cowboy, that cowboy energy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in charge. I have this Mm -hmm. gun. I'm in charge of whatever's about to happen. I, nobody's a threat against me when I got this in my hand. And mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that, I don't think her going on this little mission, GTA side mission she was doing. No. I don't think this happens. I agree. If she doesn't have a gun in her on her waistband, I don't think she has the, the boldness to get in her car and follow somebody and chase them down. Because I think in your mind, you go, what if they have a gun? But exactly. if you have a gun, you go, exactly. if they do have a gun, you don't I got know, a gun too. You don't know what he, if you don't have that gun, you go, I'm not. Willing to chase after this person. I don't know what this person's capable of. But when you mm-hmm. got the gun, you like, man, shit. I know what I'm capable of. Got, I, right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I fully agree. Um, one thing that the prosecution brings up before we get to the, just jumping ahead a little bit, because but while we're at the scene and still being able to visualize, while this scuffle is happening, he does rev his car and drive forward and he hits her car. And after she shoots him, that's the first thing she says. And so the prosecution says, the prosecution kind of is alleging that you shot him because he damaged your property. Mm. But your property was damaged because you cut him off right. in this weird citizen's arresting. So the idea that you got mad at him for hitting your car and you shot him. Yeah. And then now you're saying you were, you were in fear for your life and you thought he was going to drag you down the road when yeah. you were the instigator. This is not self-defense. You're reaching into his car. He, just stop. Just stop reaching into the car. For her to go up there and say... She, it was like the, it was like my life flashed before my eyes. I went, get the fuck out of here. And if it's I'm crazy. the family in court, I would have been like, the audacity for you to say something like that. Mm-hmm. When you have a gun and approach this man, and you, for all we know, he now he might not even try to get away. He might be like, man, I need to get to a hospital. I worry about the accident yeah. when I get to the hospital. That's what's so important to note is like, we're just assuming he fled the scene. If we are, if, if his family is right and he was having a diabetic emergency, He's sitting at the scene for 20 minutes. He's like, man, listen, I'm starting to like lose vision in my eyes. Like, I, I got to go. I don't have time. Catch me at the hospital and write my ticket right. or whatever the, whatever figure, this is. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I worry about that after I'm my, I know I'm, I'm going to still be alive. Yeah. <laughs> so he deserves just as much of the benefit of the doubt that that was the scenario than, it, than he was a guy who didn't have insurance or didn't want to take responsibility for the accident. He has, he's not here to defend himself and he, has, he deserves just as much benefit of the doubt that he was in distress. And that's important that we don't just criminalize him and go, well, he hit somebody. Not that it's justified. But I'm just saying for us to just automatically go, he committed a crime. He hit somebody and that's, he's bad. No, he could have been in an emergency. If this was a woman that was pregnant in a car and she acted the same way, we would, we, we look, we'd be looking at it differently. Yeah. There was a baby coming. I got to get to the hospital, deal with the insurance shit later. Anyway, officers responded to the scene, retrieved Hannah's gun without incident. Hmm. Um, just very nicely handed it over and everything was fine. Um, and found Kenneth Herring sitting in the front seat of his car, suffering from a gunshot wound to the abdomen. Mm. They rushed him to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead less than an hour later. According to prosecutors, Herring never got out of the truck 
and his blood toxicology report showed no drugs or alcohol in his system. So there are people there, Hannah, Hannah Payne and Terry Robinson both reported like, I think he might be intoxicated. Something's not, something's wrong with this guy. Yeah. Well, his blood. Yeah. yeah, I was saying, well, his toxicology report came back negative. So even more evidence that something was wrong with this guy. And this is how he got treated. In the article I saw, and I don't know how I'm saying this because I read this in an article. So I don't know if it's true. You can take it with a grain of salt, whatever. I just, I don't know. But they were saying that in the article it said that from um, body cam footage of a of an officer that who kind of like went in the truck to check on, I don't know if it was to go check on Mr. Um, Mr. Herring or it was after he was already taken out the vehicle that he went to go look around that they saw needles in the truck. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that was some kind some kind of being like you, you know how they do it. They did the same thing with um with um God rest his soul. Um put the knee to his neck. What's his name? Oh, George Floyd. George Floyd when they news started coming yeah. out like oh he was addicted to drugs or he was on drugs or mm-hmm. something like that. It's all that always seems to happen. Even if it's true or not true, whatever. That news always comes up when somebody is killed. Like yeah. this, and they gotta try to like find this. the worst they things. Find, exactly, to make the person look back to go for other people for the for the masses to go. Oh, see, well, maybe he, you know, kind of deserved it. And it's like that's not right. They found an old rusty knife in his car too that they brought in as evidence, and the defense went, "I know you didn't see this knife, but did you think that it was possible that when he when you saw him reaching under the chair that he was reaching for this knife?" And she's like, "Yeah, I didn't know what it could have been." That's so it's right. like. So she didn't see the knife. You bring the knife in to go, well, he had a knife in the car. And did you think that when you saw him reaching for something while you were beating him in his own car, did you think, and if it, if he was, you were in his, you were punching him in his car with a gun. Right. What if he was grabbing a knife? And I have thoughts on that too. But what I will say also to the other thing that you said, hey, friend, do you know what um, diabetic people need? Insulin. Mm-hmm. Do you know how insulin is injected into the bloodstream? Needles. So again, it's these people trying to paint these narratives and, if there was no drugs in the system, I, if the guy saw needles on his body cam and they don't say it was needles and heroin, then I'm, I can't just, I got to give this guy the benefit of the doubt that I go, he's acting weird. His toxicology report comes back negative. Maybe he was having an incident and he couldn't administer his, his insulin while he was driving right. the car. I mean, that's what we I don't think. Know. But I mean, like, that's that, not I, what I most people are going to go like, oh no, he was, he was doing drugs. Oh, people are going to go drugs. He's a yeah. heroin addict. He's a heroin addict who committed a crime. So fuck it. Like that's the, that's what the defense is trying to do. He has needles in his car. This guy's a drug addict, and he hit a he hit somebody and left the scene. Who does that? A person with no character, no moral compass is who does that. A drug addict who hit somebody and and fled the scene. So, like I said, his tox report came back negative, and like and and again, as I keep saying, it's perfectly it's perfectly reasonable to infer that this sixty two year old man was in the middle of some kind of medical emergency or distressed state. If we're gonna go try to do the other thing. We're playing devil's advocate that maybe he was uh, doing drugs or whatever. We can play devil's advocate and say, hey, man, maybe this guy needed his insulin and he was going to the hospital because he just maybe ran out of it or something. We don't know. Either way, he shouldn't be shot. dead. Exactly. He sh- either way, he shouldn't be dead. Right. Should be getting chased so there's it's crazy. Yes. So there's also cell phone footage taken from a witness at the scene in which pain can be seen hitting Herring with her left hand while holding the gun in her right. The footage is the footage reportedly shows the gun going inside the vehicle, but it's not possible to see who pulled the trigger. And that leads us to the defense's argument, friend. That's right. Just this past week, within the last 72 hours, four years after this horrific incident, the trial took place. The defense alleged that Kenneth Herring shot himself with the gun mm-hmm. that was thrusted into his car after the woman stalked and cut him off 
and Hannah Payne and Hannah Payne's team claim self-defense. Yep. Right? So let's talk about self-defense, Fran. So Georgia is a stand your ground state. Now, in the circumstances of stand your ground, there is no duty to retreat from imminent danger before defending yourself or others. As long as the threat is reasonably imminent, you can use force to protect yourself without being required to first try to get away from the threat. Right? So you have every right to protect yourself in a situation where you think your life is in, in, in danger. However, you cannot claim self-defense if you were the initial aggressor. If you hit someone first and then they respond, or even if you taunted them into a situation that initiated the fight, it is not likely that you can claim self-defense. So even if you talk shit, I did this, that, and the third, I'm the, you know, you're a bitch. If that starts a fight, you might not be able to claim, and and if that starts a fight and you kill somebody in defending yourself after they, you know, come and hit you, you still might not be able to claim self-defense if they can prove you baited that person into a fight. Yeah. But also, if you instigate Georgia, a fight. Also, Georgia is a um, kiss heel and open, open carry state. Sure. Because they say, they say that he tr- he tried to grab her gun. And I go like, okay, well, if she had it visible, maybe he was trying to defend for his life. And if But if she had it concealed, then like, how, did he, how, how would he know that she had a gun on it? Unless she, you know what I'm saying, pulled it out. Unless he saw it. Yeah, unless he saw it. She, she, she alleges that he was like, pull the trigger then, bitch. Like he was, uh, he had a death wish. That's crazy. Now, it's, it's very crazy. But my, my other issue with the whole stand your ground thing is, why does, why does Kenneth Herring not have just as much right to stand his ground as she does? Right. Why does she get to go, I thought my life was in danger. I was in, and I didn't, and I thought he was going to drive me down the road and he had my gun. and You initiated this. Yeah. He's so like, I have just as much right to, def- yeah, I, feel, I have just as right to defend myself and stand my ground as you do. It just so happens that you came out on top. So what happens if you stand your ground and you lose? Shouldn't somebody go to jail? I was standing my ground. I was defending myself. I lost. So a now 25-year-old Payne, who was free out on a quarter million dollars bond until Damn. the trial that took place this month. Yeah, it was $220,000. Um, what kind of money she got? She went to tr- well, you know, listen, this is the, this is one of the situations where they go, wait a minute, a, a beautiful, angelic white woman killed some black dude. Go fund me. Fox News. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. She probably got like a million dollars. I'm not around. Yeah, it's like that Kyle Rittenhouse dude. It's like now he's now he's like on Dancing with the Stars or something. Like it just. So anyway, how you come out and make money? off? That's crazy. I don't even like. So, Kyle. You clapped a dude. What's it like to be an American hero? And so that's how that she got that same treatment probably. Um, and she probably, and now she's been convicted and she probably will still get that treatment. Her family will receive money. Probably like she, this is going to help her family in some kind of way. They're, they're patriots who saw something bad happening and decided not to let bad people exist in this country. They are what America stands for. Anyway, so she was out on bond until the trial. She went to trial and she faced eight charges, including two counts of felony murder, one count of malice murder, one count of aggravated assault, one count of false imprisonment, and three counts of possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, that felony being murder. After the prosecution and defense laid out their arguments, the jury deliberated for just two hours before they came back with a verdict. The jury found Payne guilty of felony murder, malice murder, aggravated assault, false imprisonment, 
and three charges of, wes- of weapon possession during a crime. Is there, is, there a, um, is there a minimum time for a jury deliberation or no? No, but okay. two hours is pretty quick. I, I feel I know, like most I, people I'm probably thought saying, it was going to go the other way. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know if it was like, is there like, oh, y'all got to take at least an hour. When they're like, oh, right, if they're like, there's like, they got like a sand timer. Yeah. They're like, yes. time's up, guys. We need to answer now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but two hours is like, two hours is open and shut. No, I mean, like, they go in there and it's like, we did it in 10 minutes, but it's like, that's that's too fast. You got to at least be, it got to at least be an oh, hour. Oh, got you. Yeah, I got you. You know, y'all making it yeah, look yeah. bad. Y'all, y'all got y'all to gotta sit in here for, they're like, we already know. Like, while you're sitting in the chairs, but like, you guys can dismiss. Right. We're yeah, going to yeah. dismiss the jury to go deliberate. They're like, we can tell you right now. They're like, nah, come on, man. Don't do that. They go. Y'all gonna give me y'all gonna make me lose my job as the judge. Y'all gotta go back there and bring we're gonna bring some sandwiches, bring some, right. some Jersey mics. Right. Go eat some Jersey mics and then come back and do it. You can't right. just say it now. Yeah. You gotta go deliberate for a little bit. <laughs> so like I said, just two hours they come back with the verdict. The jury found Payne guilty of all the charges that she was hit with, mm-hmm. and the sentencing is expected to take place before Christmas, barring any delays. So she will be sentenced before Christmas, barring any kind of like request for an extension or a delay or anything like that. I am assuming, Fran, based on the charges that she had, that Hannah Payne will be sentenced to life in prison. Okay, I was about to ask. I mean, one of her charges, yeah, one of her charges is felony murder. Now, obviously, it's up to a, it's the judge's discretion, right? So, the judge could go, you know, you're young, you made a mistake, twenty five years, but I think it's going to be life. I would ask you, like, so what are your thoughts on this this situation, the trial? What do you think should be the result? Like everything. I think she should get life, like no question. But you can't go hunting people down. Like, that was, it was like the Ahmaud Arbery story was just like, you can't go chasing people down because you want to be this vigilante and kind of want to, like you said, take law into your own hands and kind of want to solve it yourself. To kind of be like, I don't know if you're chasing after being the hero. You kind of want that hero recognition and you just take it too far or, or what. But like, she should get life in prison. Like, it's no, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that, period. Yeah, I agree, man. Very, very, very sad situation. The callousness of her was also very disappointing when you take it back to the Leave the World Behind movie and everything. Yeah. And you talk about your your neighbor and, you know, if you think something's wrong with this person, whether you even if you just go to he's drunk or something, the idea that you your next instinct is to go chase them down and kill them yeah. is very uh, dis- disheartening for us as a society. Yeah. And we can't even and we can't even go, you know, what if you kind of start playing the what if game? Like, what if? You know, um, Kenneth Herring was white. Does she still chase him down? If she does chase that person down, is it with your gun? If you flashing your gun, or you cut like, are you trying to cut mm-hmm. him off to get him to stop, and you're attacking him? Like, all that comes into play. Like, are you taking? Are you going that extra mile? If if Kenneth Herring wasn't a black a black um, male, yeah, it's hard, man. He's an elderly person too, so it's like I don't. You would think maybe that would play a, a part in it, black or not. It's like 62-year-old dude, once you get in front of somebody that's 62 years old, I know black don't crack, but you're 21 years old looking at a 62-year-old person, I would think you would go, hey, man, like, you need to stop, take the key, like, try to reason with them. Like, you don't go to this person. You don't have to do that. I think that's the real that she, whatever she you should, She for. shouldn't even have been down the road. Yeah, right. Least, yeah, if you yeah. was going to go get the tag, get the tag, and you go hit back and you turn, go back. But she just took it way too far. I don't know if it was just the thrill of it, where it's just like I'm all in on this now. So I don't, I'm trailing behind them and stuff like that. You probably running red lights and all kinds of shit, putting other people's. The other she got, she made some other lady get into a car accident, and put other people's uh, life in danger because she won't be fucking yeah. acting crazy. Nah, man, nah. 
put her ass in jail. Let her stay in there. But I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't get life. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the judge uses his discretion and goes, I'm not going to give you life, but I'm going to give you 20, 20 years and you got to serve all 20, no, no parole or something like that. But I, I, based on her charges, I would think she would get life in prison. So, yeah, man, um, crazy stuff. Again, they kill listen. me when they crying in court, too. They kill me with that. Yes, yes. It's, uh, when, where was the crime when you went, you need an ambulance now? Yeah. He hit my car? You know, so, I mean, I'm sure it's very, it changes you to take a, take a life, but it's, uh, it's, especially it's hard for me to see you crying when you're saying that he shot himself. And if that's her truth, then that's her truth. I, we weren't in the car. We don't know what anybody said, but it's kind of hard to believe. There's other witnesses that say that's not, that's the energy she came out of that car with was not, hey, sir, listen, I have a gun. Don't make me do this, please. Like, that's not, don't try to make it that now when everybody's saying you got out the car, like big boss type of energy, right. like, you know, Clint Eastwood type of energy. You got out of the car, slammed it, put the fucking, cut the fucking car off and get out of the fucking car. Yeah, like, that's not, shit. yeah, so it, I'm not trying to hear this. Sir, I just, I, I let them know, like, sir, I have a gun and I will use it. I don't want to have to, but don't make me. That's not how the, that's not how the eyewitnesses are saying this shit went. So anyway, man, rest in peace to Kenneth Herring. You know, whether it was a hit and run or whatever, nobody deserves to be killed for a traffic infraction. Right. So very extreme response to uh, a low level crime from a person who has no dog in the fight. Like you weren't a law enforcement agent in any capacity and you decided to take this crusade on and executed a person. So absolutely tragic. I have no sympathy for this person. I have no empathy for this person because I would never be this nosy in my life. This is nosy levels of epic proportion. Like this is beyond nosy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, before, before we get out of here, folks, again, January 15, 2024, Zim West Roadside Canteen, and we are selling tickets and they are selling like uh, some, like, like, like some perfectly warm cake. So it's not an emergency, but I would say <laughs> the the cakes aren't exactly hot, they're but they hot. are selling. So they're, I, yeah, they're not. they're not hot, but they are, they are definitely warm. Don't sleep on us. Like the tickets know. are going, I, but I they're think, not. I think they're hot, man. I think you, I think you underselling them a little bit. I, I think they're hot. That's true. They listen. The tickets are selling, but I just, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, like, I don't want to trick people into thinking like, well, you can't get. They're sold out. Like they're not sold out. There's still tickets available, but get on it. Yeah, I'm just trying to let you know. Yeah. Like, get, get on it. Take I'm a little trip. You, get on. Nice little, nice little road trip. Take a ride. Listen, I want to give a shout out. I don't have their name right now, but I read in the comments from one of, the po- one of our posts, somebody's coming down from Ohio. Ooh, okay. Nice little that's what? Love. That's a nice little uh, five, six, seven hour drive. That's like five and a half hours drive, yeah. man. That's love, man. I appreciate that. Anybody who's coming to make a drive for that night, January 15, 2024, we appreciate you greatly. It's going to be a fun night featuring Madison McGee from Ice Cold Case. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be some good talks. Again, I don't know what Fran has in store. He might come through with a python wrapped around his neck. I don't know. He might recreate the Britney Spears VMA performance. I don't I don't know what this guy is, pop, is capable of. You have to see. January 15th, 2024. Yes. Be there or be square. <laughs> right, Fran? Remember that joke? I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francois Evans. And we see you guys next week. Deuces. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.